I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. Hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. I'm really excited about this episode. It's like interesting for me because from a production standpoint, it's cool to interview people who have books because it gives me something to really ground the conversation. And then it's fun for me to interview people I know or whose work I've participated in because there's a little less, I don't know, I feel like I can be maybe be a little bit more spontaneous or trust myself in a different way because I know them, you know? So I'm excited today, episode 73 with Shauna Cummins because while I didn't think that hypnosis was like the movies or she was going to make me, you know, click like a chicken and all those things, I definitely was like, I don't know, seems highly sus. <laughs> I didn't like the relinquishing of control that's involved with hypnosis. But I feel like in a lot of ways, that's exactly why I met Shauna, that she became my entrance point to it. And I got to experience some of her work at Maha Rose. And then eventually I got to work with her one-on-one and found it really impactful. So I hope you enjoy hearing about Shauna and her way of working and how she approaches hypnosis. And I mean, she throws around these terms about the brain, like very casually. So she's just a really interesting I find she's somebody that I really gravitate towards because her work is really impactful, but she herself has a very quiet, chill energy, which I find fascinating and seems like a good person to trust with your brain. So I hope you enjoy the episode and enjoy getting to learn more about Shauna. Episode 73, Hypnosis with Shauna Cummins. I didn't even warn Shauna that I'd hit record, but it's happening. <laughs> I got to experience Shauna's work when uh, Maha Rose, which I was going to say RIP, but it's resurrected, yes. which is very in alignment for the time of spring and that we are in. But I got to experience, I had heard that Shauna was a hypnotist <laughs> and did hypnosis and all this stuff. And I was like, Ooh. and I definitely thought it was a little bit like what you see on TV and then and got to experience her work and see a little bit as it evolved. And I was so thrilled that Shauna agreed to join me here today to talk a little bit about hypnosis and, you know, her own practice of witchcraft and all these things that I think you're kind of the perfect ambassador for because <laughs> you're one of the most chill people I have ever met in my life. <laughs> Wow, thank you. Like, if you're terrified on the inside, you mask it so well. Because you're like, always, like, when you would lead a meditation sometimes at the um, Maharos, like, when we would have the, uh, I, I mean, it's, it seems silly to call it a staff meeting, but I guess that's what it was. <laughs> but it would be like, we would all just get together and, you know, the, you would start and I would be like, oh, I'm immediately relaxed. <laughs> Have you always been that way? Have you always been a soothing person? You know, like it feels like your essence as a person is soothing. Well, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. I think, I don't know if I identify as like a calm kind of soothing presence, but <laughs> I people have kind of reflected that back 
to me since I was very young, since as long as I can remember. And, you know, I think it's a part of maybe, you know, my natural instinct and then, you know, just what life circumstances kind of brought out in me for, for my highest good, you know. But yeah, in terms of the hypnosis and the voice is very important for that. And, and it was funny when I started practicing, I remember telling my sister and she was like, oh, this is so perfect because you have that strange, like monotone, you know, relaxed voice. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay, great. So anyway, that's just one aspect of Classic it. Classic <laughs> sibling. But yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I strive to be, I'm definitely not... Um, like, I don't tend to be nervous person, you know, but hypnosis has really helped me with uh, overcoming depression and working through it and, you know, helping to activate, I think, maybe my more kind of relaxed nature and bring it more into, uh, you know, the present moment, you know. Um, mm -hmm. How did you get into hypnosis? Because I feel like you've been doing it a while yeah. at this point. Like, you're not new to this <laughs> hypnosis game. Um, how did you get into it? I got into it, you know, the classic story of self-healing and desperation. <laughs> <laughs> familiar, familiar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I have been practicing full-time for 11 years now. I'll be going on my 12th year wow. soon. Um, but yeah, when I came to it, I was just very burnt out, you know, from working, you know, nonstop in New York, like in my 20s, you know, trying to work in fashion, publishing a magazine, like working day and night, kind of spinning my wheels, like didn't know whether I was coming or going and just kind of barely getting by type thing, even though it was a lot of fun. And I kind of liked what I was doing, but it wasn't a true sort of alignment values purpose match, you know. It was kind of just like doing what was in front of me and trying to get by type thing. And so I just became very stressed and really far away from myself in kind of dysfunctional ways. And and so I was I, I was starting to make like a an exit from that. But of course, like the job that I was working in fashion, it was like I had to give like a year's notice, you know, because it was like it was so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Let me guess. You had to give a year's <laughs> notice, but they did not give you health insurance. Right. They did not pay you probably like a livable exactly. wage. And yet if you are like, yeah, here's two weeks. They're like, I feel like this is such as like New York story oh, yeah. of working in your 20s of where you work for these people who treat you terribly. And then they're like, you know, you want to leave betrayal. Oh my you God, know? exactly. It's like, what is going yeah. on? You know? Yeah. yeah it doesn't surprise yeah. me. It's good to reflect on it now. I mean, that was like, you know, 11 years ago and my gosh, I would never ever be putting up with that now. Thank God. You know, at that time when I had like the year long, you know, transition, I, I was, I was doing psychoanalysis for like a couple of years and, I, and my psychoanalyst was also a social worker and um, I had studied social work in my undergrad and decided I didn't want to do it. I was also kind of studying, I studied English literature too and like had dreams of being a writer, but I, I basically, you know, gave up the social work thing right after college, after doing an, an internship and feeling like that wasn't for me. But anyway, at, you know, with seeing this psychoanalyst and kind of being mentored by him, 
He's like, you just have to go back and get your master's in social work. Just don't think about it. Just go back. You'll be fine. You know, like you just got to get back on the right track. Like this was a good learning experience. Just go back do you know, be, do what you were meant to do, you know? So I was starting that journey, but um, I wasn't excited about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this, you know, but I know that I do want to help people or I want to, it feels more like, you know, in alignment with who I am, but I felt like the, you know, I'm not really like a, an institutional person, you know, I also taught after college and it was like, I was like, I loved hanging out with the kids, but with the other adults and teachers, I was like, Oh God, I gotta get out of here. (laughs) You know, I think of you as also having a real streak of like creativity and like artist in you. And it's funny hearing this because I'm like, oh, it makes you make more sense. Like, because you are very, I think like 50-50 of like, part of me thinks of you as being very kind of scientific and like the mind and like, you know, these sort of things. And then it makes sense. You're like anti-institution and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. Like more context for Shauna, like interesting. So, so yeah. So long story medium, I decided, um, well, I was on a healing journey at that time. So in addition to the psychoanalysis, I was doing all sorts of healing, like Reiki and trainings and crystal therapy and shamanic therapy and all different stuff. And I found hypnosis during that time. And it was pretty remarkable, the impact that it had on me so quickly. And it was, I mean, I've been in therapy or like school counseling since I was like 11 or 12. So I have really been on a healing kind of self-awareness reflective path, like most of my life. And, but when I found hypnosis, it went to a deeper kind of well within me that I, wasn't able to touch, you know, which was really the the shame, like a lot of shame that I hadn't really been able to, I kept on trying to cover up with, you know, achievements or actions or validation, you know, whereas it really allowed me to, to get into that space of self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. And then from there start to, to really change. And so, and then I took the training right away. Like I did like a few sessions. I was like, this is it. I'm going all the way in. And I was lucky enough to find this, um, this female uh, hypnotist was really amazing. Melissa tears. And she became my teacher mentor. And cause I had, I had been interested in hypnosis. Like I remember like even years before then looking at websites and stuff, but always finding it like to be like this creepy, you know, usually like male magician like type or, or something like that. It just felt like too weird and too much like the movies when I found her, I was like, oh, this is, this makes a lot of sense. And yeah, so then that was it. It was like my life before, after it's like my life changed completely with that hypnosis session. And then my whole life became hypnosis from that point on. <laughs> like that was it. Wow. It like fully it got, really got me. Yeah. It was, you were like, <laughs> this is it. I, I have had, uh, you know, full disclosure, I have had sessions with Shauna and I think like it's really interesting with certain fields how like, you know, I I was a professional tarot reader when I went to see you. And so I know how people can think things are kind of kooky or weird or whatever. And I'm very much now, I mean, I can be, I can be a jerk. I'm like, grow up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's cards, you know? And yet myself with hypnosis, I was like, I don't know about that, you know? And I wonder, like, is it because it feels I mean, obviously, it feels really scary. Like, if you don't know what it is, you've never experienced it. 
it's scary to think of giving over control of your mind. Like that's what it, I think from the outside you, you feel like is going to happen. But what was interesting for me, you know, I knew Shauna, I knew I trusted her. I'd experienced a form of her work before. So I was like, you know what? I'm feeling sort of called to like, you know, I have some stuff that like, you know, I go to therapy. I'm a reflective, self-reflective person. I was like, I feel like there's some stuff with some roots I'm having a hard time pulling out, you know? And I was like, well, let me give hypnosis a try. That seemed like the next thing for me. And something I was really caught off guard by about what was hard about it was not relinquishing control to you because it didn't feel that way, you know? It was the vulnerability. Mm. It was the vulnerability of when, when you would push me to talk about things as if, you know, when you would be like, now we're six months in the future or now we're, you know, like you need to talk as if these you've manifested these things mm-hmm. or that, you know, that was the stuff that I would be like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable, you know, having to speak like it was real mm-hmm. and things like that, that I'm curious if you can, you know, maybe tell us like from, you know, your professional standpoint, like I guess who is hypnosis good for? Or like, what are ways to know? Like, who should maybe consider hypnosis? I was really, I found it really powerful. I found it really helpful. I think it really did accelerate. Like, I don't like to suggest things to people just because they can like get stuff. But I did feel like I had been kind of stalled out for a while and working with you got me out of that, like for sure. And that felt really good to me. I didn't really like kind of care what happened, but it felt good to feel like my, I was like moving again in a way. What do you think hypnosis is the best Mm. for? I just had a session last week where after the session, as I was saying goodbye to the client, she was like, that was vulnerable. You know, that was, I was like, yes, that is exactly what it's about. It's not so much the, the fear, the misconception, which is very still pervasive. Like, am I going to make you cluck like a chicken? Like that kind of thing. But, you know, once you move past that, what, what you really have to open up to and what, where the power is with it is opening up to that vulnerability, you know, and, and, and that's the place where healing and change can happen, you know? And so my specialty and what I think that hypnosis is best for is basically establishing a more supportive relationship with yourself. And so that requires that vulnerability, you know? And so there's two sort of ways that you can work with hypnosis, specific and general. So like it's, it's known, you know, like across the board to work well for specific things like to stop smoking or to, you know, fear of public speaking or kind of certain phobias and stuff. And then, so you can work with it like that and you're going to get specific results. It's going to work for, for some people, but not all, right? Cause some people are more receptive to it. Some people are more suggestible. That's just like an average type thing. But the thing is when you work with it generally, changing your relationship with yourself, changing your relationship with your mind and how it works for you, then you can, you get foundational kind of change that's more sustainable, you know, because you, you essentially start to work with your mind and your imagination like a tool, and then you can focus it for specific things, but it becomes a lifelong relationship and way of thinking, you know, it's a retraining of, of how you think, you know, and how your mind works and how to make it work for you. You know, so it's, so it's really about, I think that 
it, it can be even just like a few sessions and then the domino starts to go in the right direction and that's great, you know, but ideally I, I like to work with people, you know, every week or every other week for a couple of months to really start to change that foundation. It, I feel like it's like bringing healthy soil, you know, to, to like dried out patches where you haven't, we haven't paid much attention or we've been ignoring or it's been too painful and then it can, you know, new life can grow, you know, and then it's about, you know, kind of maintenance and, um, you know, repetition and reinforcement, you know, and opening up to other healthy, supportive ways of thinking and being that support that. Yeah. I don't want to undermine its potency by comparing it to this, but it reminded me of when I first started setting new moon intentions, just the the act of really getting focused and, and clear on what I wanted to make space for and call into my life was amazing to me how little I had to do for things to sort of shift. I remember when I was like sort of just starting and I was like, I invite a life of alignment. And all of a sudden it like exploded everything <laughs> for me. Like this like dude, I'd been in a situation ship. It was like, bye bye, you know, like anything that wasn't aligned, it was, it was like kind of, and I felt like a bit like stupefied just sort of watching it, you know, that I was like, I'm not even doing this. Like I'm, I didn't even, you know, like how powerful just sort of the clarity can be. And I felt like my experience with you was really similar mm. of like taking this time out and getting really clear on like where I felt stuck and what I wanted to sh shift. And when you would ask me like, you know, what do you want to be doing in six months? Like, where do you want to be in this time? You know, like, okay, what are you, what are you doing? Like, who are you hanging out with? What are you, you know, like what kind of work are you doing in this time and stuff like that? It's not like, I mean, you still have to like do your work and all of that, but it is really unbelievable to me how powerful just our mind Ooh. is that just you, cause I think you, we all think that we're conscious of it. Like that we know I want mm. this, but I think it's like, like you, I think the soil example is really great because it, if you do think like most soil that any food or anything is grown in is really complex. It's a really complex environment to get something to like literally, you know, go, go from a seed and flourish mm -hmm. is like just not easy. And you're right, it, it like panic, you know, like our, if you think of your conscious mind as like the tough soil, <laughs> like there's not a lot mm -hmm. there, you know, there really mm -hmm. isn't. It's deeper than all the nutrients are. It's deeper where like things get supported to actually grow. But that's like really difficult to bridge. And I did feel similar to like meditation or a sound bath, you know, like when I get some of the, my clearest downloads and things is after a sound bath. And especially if somebody is running some Reiki, <laughs> I'm like, yes, uh, thank you for all the secrets to life. You know, like I feel, and it's because my conscious mind is like out snoozing in the back yeah, and it's like, my subconscious, the deeper parts of myself are like, ah, yes, it is our time now, you know? And I felt like that is, was where you were like such a godsend to me as you helped me like bridge that. It was like, how do we get everybody to talk to one another to support and foster these mm -hmm, goals, mm -hmm. you know? Which was like really interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. Are you ever tempted to use your powers for evil? Because... <laughs> I feel like 
<laughs> like, do you follow your family around and you're like, what you want to make is a pie, you know? Because oh I, it does, because it does feel like <laughs> power, you know? Like, do you feel powerful in that regard? I don't really, to be honest with you. I do. <laughs> this I do. is why you get to do it. This is why yeah, God gave you this gift. <laughs> but I do feel like. It is so, it's remarkably simple and totally profound. Just as you said, you know, this intention with the new moon setting and being able to like, wow, really feel that power because it is a natural ability. The thing is, it's a natural ability and a practice. And mm -hmm. so that's the difference of like people saying, oh, like I can't be hypnotized, you know, and there will be medical doctors who are pretty well-known medical hypnotherapists that, that still suggest that not everyone can be hypnotized, but they, mm -hmm. they, they are always nine times out of 10 there. They can't be hypnotized because they're still in that power over dynamic of that old patriarchal system. You know, if you can be in a scrolling on Instagram, you can be hypnotized, right? You are <laughs> hypnotized. So yeah. like, and, and it's a net, it's about our attention and it's about our intention and using yes. that as a practice and an ability. And then what's really important is the integration. And that's why it's great to have a, you know, a practitioner to work with and then really have it be a self-practice, you know, after that. And then, and then you can, you know, get reinforcements and, and tune-ups and stuff. But, but it is, that integration is really important. And I think it re works really well for, like, post, um, you know, for example, like medicine, you know, plant medicine ceremonies are really, you know, huge experiences in life that are both good and, and devastating, you know, like grief, for example, like it's, it's a really good healing kind of tool and experience to integrate, you know, and to really, because it's so holistic in terms of understanding that we are made up of different parts, you know, and how to use our imagination as a conscious tool for integration. It's funny. I hadn't thought about it, but I think when I sought you out, I was integrating. I hadn't thought about it, it or, and it certainly wasn't on my mind when I, when I did, but I had gone through something like that fall. And I think that was, you know, when I was starting to emerge out of the like code red and was now like, okay, like life is going on, uh, you know, how do I integrate this? And and how do I, you know, come back to myself in, in a way? I've been noticing how much, I mean, it, this is not a hot take, that how distracted we all are, you know, and I see it a lot um, socially, you know, that you're sitting at the table and, you know, people, you're chatting, but people are scrolling their phones or they're people watching or whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying it from judgment, but it's interesting to me sometimes that some of my friends that maybe are the more perplexed as to why things are the way they are, or how could this person do that or whatever, are some of the most distracted, you know? Do you feel really dialed into the importance of attention? Like, yes, do you yeah. even police yourself a little bit about like, what am I paying attention to? Like, I would think you're really clued into the importance of intention, like attention and intention. Yes. And these days it's becoming more and more important to understand our attention and exercise it and protect it, you know, mm -hmm. because that's, that's really what we're, you know, hypnosis is like an OG technology for working with your attention, but it's just changed so much the way that we think process and learn because of how fast technology has been 
hijacking and influencing our attention over the last couple of years, definitely the last 10 years, but like even the last few years, it's, I, I see it in myself, but it, it, what happens is it becomes imperceptible, you know, so it is so dangerous mm. because we're merging with it. Like, so, yes, you know, seamlessly that all of a sudden you, you like look back and you're like, whoa, try to, how long does it take you to read a book? How long does it take you to fall asleep? All these things that maybe, you know, a couple of years ago, you would be able to have a lot more attention for. That's because we're giving it away, you know, and we're being influenced and hypnotized by by the technology and the media that is profiting from it. So it's really important. And I hope and I I imagine that there's going to be a lot more um, services that support us to, you know, put that in its place, you know, so like my friend um, has like a coffin for her phone <laughs> like a little lock box a little lock box so thing good. I don't know how it's going that was like a year ago that I heard about that but but you know I, I was living upstate more or less for the last couple of years I'm back in the city now um, upstate New York and I was in a place where there was no cell reception it was you know and so and the, the power would often go out and so you'd have no internet in your house and no cell reception and just you know I think that should be a part of everyone's life. We should be able yeah. like, you know, it'd be so wonderful to like have Sundays like where we we're not on any, like we can't like, it's illegal for any technology to be, <laughs> that's like, or any kind of, you know, even one hour a day, you know, like if you look at, you know, you look at, I track how much time I'm on, but it's like, that's doesn't, we still get used to it. And we're just like, Oh, whatever, you know? So it's like, we have to come up with creative fun ways and there has to be more awareness around how bad it is for you. So like yeah. smoking used to be the big thing, right? But it's it's going to be tech addiction. That's going to be the thing that hypnotists of the future are working with. I mean, how could it not be? It's funny. I think our maybe some of our Jewish friends are are yelling and going, it's called Shabbos, you know, like <laughs> yeah. go tech free for the weekend. <laughs> uh, they're like, we have a solution, you know. I actually don't have that many friends who actually like practice it like strictly in that regard because I don't, I don't think I know that many Orthodox, but onto something there, you know, like maybe mm -hmm. we can use tech to like cook and, you know, have a little AC, <laughs> but no phones, <laughs> you know, no internet. I've been really mindful of turning my notifications off mm -hmm. and it's amazing just how powerful, like out of sight, out of mind, you know, oh, yeah. like with Instagram that, you know, if I'm not getting the notice, then I'm, I'm not looking at it. And I kind of just let myself check it like twice a day because I also find when I'm just mindlessly scrolling, it makes me hate people. That exactly. it, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm, and it I'm comes not, back to ourselves. Like, yeah. Know? And I'm not really that kind of person. Like I can be direct and I'll, I'll, I'll say it like how I see it, but I'm not really a hater, you know? And it, it, it makes me feel yucky when oh, I'll yeah. be like, I don't know this person. What the fuck do I care what they're doing? You know? Right. And I'm like, it's the technology. Like it's making, you know, it's creating more separation than anything else. It's me. Like I wouldn't have an opinion about this if I hadn't been shown it, you know? Yeah. And I had read this book about thinking and overthinking and things like that. And I became a lot more mindful of that and how much of my mental energy would go into like, you know, like being like, oh, this person's really annoying. And then being like, well, why do you find them annoying? And I was like, you know what? What if I just didn't do that? 
you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what if the second I catch myself mindlessly scrolling, I go, you know, rut row, like maybe your brain needs a break or like maybe, you know, like, okay, maybe you want to zone out. I think it would be better for you if you just zoned out and looked at the wall for a few <laughs> minutes. Then you just hate people that you do not know on an app that is trying to colonize your mind. Like uh, just it, throwing yeah. it out there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And I also, the thing is that it's just like, it's like on steroids, you know? So we're, it's just complete mm-hmm. saturation mode. And even, even the, you know, the good information that we're getting in tiny bite-sized, extremely oversaturated sensory experiences, they do not stick. They do not really benefit us. They don't really integrate into our behavior, into action or into our lives, but we're just there like fast food, you know, fast food, you know, health wellness tips to be your best person that actually stresses us out because it's like cheap dopamine and adrenaline that that leads to nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think it's like a form of like wellness instant gratification that you think because you've heard this little soundbite or you learned the term, you know, blah, 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 that you're like, Oh my God, I did something like I optimized today or something, you know, like it, I've been thinking a lot about instant gratification and where I sort of like choose that over like the better good or the thing that I really want or whatever. And I've been trying to like retrain myself. I talk to myself like someone training a puppy all the time. I'm like, no, Anna, you know, and stuff this is, like this is but brilliant. It, That's brilliant. I love but it works because it makes yeah. me stop and like pause, you know? It's like whatever whatever gets you to sort of like, you know, wiggle through the crack <laughs> to try to like get yourself to like see or to think about things differently. Like whatever works. But um I think we're in this age where we're like a lot of people are like scareder than they've ever been. People think mm-hmm. things are worse than they've ever been. And of course, like things are, are terrible. I mean, like literally a 16 year old black boy was shot for ring, you know, ringing mm-hmm. the wrong doorbell the other day. Things are not great, but historically we are living in one of the better ages. And I think a lot of why we think everything is horrible is social media. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we feel if we like learn this thing or people go, oh, trauma response or like whatever, I think we've gotten tricked into thinking that did something. That did something yes, for yeah. us. I mean, I've I've definitely, you know, I, and I count myself in this. I'm, I I count myself as like someone I'm studying for my experiment. Oh, yeah, for me nobody. too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that I've been thinking, like, do we get confused and think that that's like the same thing? And something that I want to touch on that you've mentioned a few times that is, I think, crazy important. If you're comfortable speaking to it, I'd like you to. No brush. But um, integration. Mm. That most of us are not integrating anything. And I think also what was daunting to me about working with you. Daunting is the wrong word. I mean, I think was like you you really do push integration you know like you're not you're you're not serving up you know fantasies you're not like some of the other wellness girlies who are like yes let's get you optimized and get you that like not shauna's vibe at all um you know and you were really like you know you're serious i think you're very serious about what you do and kind of and i think that sometimes that can be tricky because 
people want things quickly and, mm-hmm. and they want it to be sexy, you know, in a way. <laughs> and you're like, no dice, you know, you're going to be vulnerable. You're going to have to like work with this. You're going to have to integrate and things like that. But you do it in a really gentle way. Like, how is it you've thought of integration? How do you, how do you work with that? I I feel like it's all about self-compassion, you know? like really mm. exercising compassion and utilizing the the powerful tool of of parts therapy and and you know and like loving kindness meditation and really looking at the parts that are in the need of most support and feeling that kind of ever forgiving slash always persistent attitude of moving forward, doing the best you can do in your own time and in your own way, you know, but that the first in my book, (laughs) in the wishcraft process, there's five C's that I break it down to. So the first one would be the self-compassion that we talked about in terms of like, what is hypnosis the best for? I think that's the first thing that really needs to happen is, you know, learning how we speak to ourselves and how we're in relationship to ourselves and how we can start being supportive and then the integration part is, comes with the next C, which is compassion. And then after that is creativity, which is more moving into action, you know. But if you don't have that compassion part for like, you know, the shadow work or for the inner critic or the inner child, like kind of bringing that love and support and even just some shining a light of awareness on the parts of you that are in resistance or are in pain, you know, that we need to start you know, bringing a healthy awareness and, and a willingness to to integrate there, you know, and then we can move into creativity, which is imagination and action, you know, and have fun with it. Because then it's like, yeah. oh, well, let's try it out. Let's see what happens. You know, it's not like a false sense of control of like, I say this, this is going to happen. That's, that's sometimes is the way that it can be. But that's only you know, icing on a rotten cake, you know, like you, you have to go, <laughs> you have to go deeper yeah. because, because life is long and complex and, and uncertain. And the, mo- the main thing that this work is doing is it's change work. It's getting, it's increasing your capacity to be more fluid and supportive with change inside and outside of us. So it's about how we can increase our capacity to change in a positive way, you know? I love that. It's change work. Oh, I love that so much. Like, yeah, because it exactly. And I'd never thought about, I think part of why I was drawn to you is you have a real emphasis on creativity and you have a real emphasis on not just, you know, wishing or seeking change or whatever, just for yourself, but like also for the collective. And, and I think that that's always really beautiful because if you approach things just from like a narcissistic viewpoint, like isn't really good. Uh, I like that you're like, let's balance it out. Like, yes, you can ask for like the hottie that you want or whatever, <laughs> but like, let's also think about how you can be a better person for everybody. Like, come on, you know, like seems like a fair deal. But I had never thought about how like, obviously I know creativity is active, but I'd never really thought about how it's action. You know, like mm-hmm. it is, um, I think creativity can be, a little tricky in the sense of when it's just like popping off in your head, you can think it's being active, you know, it it feels active. And that's not to say like, if you just bottle all your creativity in your mind that you're not a creative person or whatever, but um, generally you feel better. It feels 
like more of an honoring of your imagination and things. If things are getting outside of your, your mind, you know, absolutely. And even if they're flawed, you know, like getting things out of your brain and being like, wow, I did that. Like I was able to stay with that or I was able to harness my intention and like really put those words together or whatever is like a really, really potent feeling that I think people can be a little dismissive of. And I'm like, that can be how you figure out, like you said, with self-compassion, like what sort of support and things you need and to, to, be able to be in that process of how do I ideate, how do I create and then take action. And Mm -hmm. it's funny. My own therapist lately was like, I was saying something and I was like, she's like, well, your problem isn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the the problem is, is that you stall out. And I was like, excuse me, you know? (laughs) And then I was like, it's so interesting sometimes the word choice. And she had like never said that to me before, you know? And I was like, and I really thought on it, like for a you know week between sessions, I was like, "You stall out, you stall out," and I was like, "She's right." And I was like, "I want to look at the stalling, you know," mm-hmm. and and I've like just begun looking at that. She was like, "Okay, well, let you know, like let's riff about it. Like, what do you see, you know?" <laughs> And I was like, I think it comes back to a lot of that like creative stuff and a lot of that perfectionism stuff of like, I stall because like, it's perfect in your head. It gets to stay intact. It gets to, you know, or I get overwhelmed and I don't know how to break it down to like begin, you know? And she was, she was like, what if you brought your meditation practice into this? And you started really looking at breaking things down into the parts or like witnessing, you know, like, and we talked about some different things. And I mean, I'm, I'm far from cured. I am still stalling quite a bit, you know, but it helped me also return to that inquiry with self-compassion and be like, okay, yeah, maybe you're not tending to everything you want to. Fair enough, you know, but let's look at what you have done. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the moves that you have made. Let's look at the shifts that are happening. And it, I found like whether it's like with you specifically when I worked with you or I'm doing work that feels adjacent to yours, when I'm really dialed into that, that compassion, man, it lets you see things so um, differently. And I think it also feels really differently physically mm-hmm. that, you know, you're like, Oh, it's helped me feel more anchored. So Mm -hmm. then I do feel capable of taking more action and mindful action of going, Mm -hmm. okay, like this is what's going on. Now, what do I need to do? You know, or, or whatever, or Mm -hmm. I've built on this. What do I want to continue building or Mm -hmm. those sort of things? I want to go back to when you were talking about the people who say they can't be uh, <laughs> hypnotized. It feels they're probably friends with the people who come up to me when I'm reading at events and go, is this for real? Do you really <laughs> believe in this? I feel like they have to be friends. And that type of person, and it is a type, I'm like, that's not the flex you think it is. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think that for me, like a, a an adult struggle has been figuring out like, where is it good that I'm receptive? And where is it maybe negative, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think you were really powerful for me working with you to open me back up to being more receptive. Mm -hmm. I think I thought I was being receptive and 
no, I was being active, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't mm-hmm. And like, even just literally being in a session with you, it's like, get comfortable, lay down, you know, like you're literally just going to focus on listening, you know, to Shauna, like it, it, you have to receive like mm-hmm. not just, um, not just her voice and words and, you know, th- that thing, but you physically sort of set it up that way as, mm-hmm. as well, you know? And it's like always this good lesson to me about being receptive that often when we really want things or really want shifts or really want to feel a different way, like we both have to be compassionate, but also like receptive. It's like, I think you have to like be receptive to a future you don't feel that way. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's, it's so key. And it really, for me, it brings up the the importance of, mind training in being able to hold the two things at once, which actually really affects your nervous system in a positive, more regulated way. So being able to mm. bring, cause like when we, cause we can get, we can be used to this fight or flight and feel like it's functional, you know, and like, yes. and, and then, you know, our, our dreams and wishes and goals can also be operating in that fight or flight. And maybe it's okay that some of them are a little bit, but by bringing online the other parts of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, you know, calming the nervous system. So instead of just having like the amygdala, the limbic system, the nervous kind of fight or flight uh, part of the brain, we have the creative director, the prefrontal cortex, the the CEO, you know, the the part of the brain that can see the whole picture. And then when you have both of them, then you can start to collaborate. You can feel like, oh, yes, we have the inner critic that's we wish we didn't have, but you know what? They're here and the party's going to go on. So, you know, this is my house, this is my party, and we're going to work together here. And then so it's about holding the two things at once. And then you can be receptive and active at the same time, you know, and then it becomes this process, you know, of like of collaborating, you know, self-collaborating with all the different parts of you. And that's that for me is an integrative mindscape, you know, which is what what hopefully happens with, you know, meditation and hypnosis and self-hypnosis and different kinds of healing work, you can bring these different parts, you know, into alignment where they're working together. I love that integrative mindscape. I think that's what I'm definitely in search of in this life. So I know that you started, I think it's your invention, the wishcraft, and I know you started it sort of uh, relating back to the practice of wishing wells and things like that. Do you mind talking a little bit about it? Because I think, you know, like at first, I remember when I would see it maybe on Instagram or I see you doing it, Mahan, I would be like, oh, I love that. I love the idea of like wishing and all these things, but I didn't think much about it. And then as I felt like you really started to sort of hone your craft with it and then wrote a book about it and everything, (laughs) I was like, wow, this is so cool. And so like powerful. And it's funny, I recommend you whenever um, some of my corporate clients reach out to me of like, you know, who else should we have do events and stuff? Like you're always number one. I'm like, you need to talk to Sean about doing a wish craft. Like, (laughs) cause it's a really potent experience that, you know, like I don't want to be negative or like put words in people's mouths, but I think people, when you hear wishing, sometimes people can think it's child childish or, you know, like, well, what's a wish or whatever. But like you create this really potent, you know, combination, I think, of 
of things. And the more I heal, the more I think like sometimes the things that do feel maybe frivolous or something, they're the medicine. That's mm-hmm. that's what we need. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real power. And if someone said, you know, like we're, we're creating a wishing, what like, what do you wish for? Like can be so revealing about where you're at or what you mm-hmm. want, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'm just curious, like, how did you start to like get tipped into the magic of wishing and then create this whole like, you know, I don't know. In some ways I think of it as an art piece in a way. I don't know really know how you describe it. And or I'll let you, you made it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So for me, it was interesting when I, it came to me, I had been practicing hypnosis for a few years full time. And it was like, this is my life's calling. It's so great. I'm like, I can't, I'm so lucky to be doing this work. But then the same thing creeped in that was, that happened before when I was burnt out. Cause I was like, wait a minute, I'm showing up for these people, helping them to, you know, make their dreams come to their lives, you know, live their best life. But I, you know, am going home and I'm not feeling totally fulfilled artistically and spiritually. I'm just kind of like, showing up for my clients and then it kind of not doing anything for myself. And deep down inside, I really always felt like, you know, like a poet artist, you know, and I was like, I need to bring this to life. Like now it's now or never. I can't show up for these people without doing this for myself, you know, but the re- one of the reasons why hypnosis really spoke to me so much in the beginning, like as an alternative to that more institutional kind of social work route is because it's so weird and like maverick and bizarre and, you know, the medicine of the imagination, as I like to say, because I do like to push the boundaries and kind of explore the depths, you know, of creativity and magic and all those things. So at that time, I was going through a really bad breakup. And it was it was very um, horrible for my nervous system. And I had like, kind of CPTSD, and I lost my hair. And it was like crazy. So I was like, oh, gosh, we got to do some deep healing here. And I was like, you know what the healing is? Nothing like a breakup. Nothing (laughs) like a breakup. The spur you into action, my God. But I was like, I I was having these visions of doing hypno performances with like um, composers. I I was having these visions of doing like elaborate ceremonial rituals about like intention and devotion with like flowers and all this stuff. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to put it out there and I'm going to apply to these really cool, like sound healing conferences and collaborate with artists and, and bring hypnosis in as a, as a tool for public art and ritual, you know, the power of ritual and public art. And then I had this thing about the wishcraft. It kind of came to me. It really brought me back to a time in my childhood when I was really sick. And I was using a sort of wishing prayer practice to kind of get me through also a little obsessive, compulsive, you know, as a sick child, but like being able to really understand how to work with that power of prayer and intention through the lens of hypnosis, which is very practical. And it has evidence-based like neuroplasticity, you know, um, techniques behind it. So I was like, I'm going to merge this into this mystical practice of of wishing, which is, you know, the power of focusing on your intention and surrendering to the, to the divine, you know, and that's something that's inherent in all of us, you know, like as children, it's, it was, it was what we did looking at a star and throwing a penny in a wishing well. And, and it's also present in most every ancient culture, you know, this, this 
this uh, practice. And so it really is for me like the basis of self-hypnosis. So I, I was very drawn to the fact that people were like, you cannot call anything to do with hypnosis something that sounds like witchcraft because you're going to scare people. People are already scared. I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do because that's what I like <laughs> and it's exciting me. So, yeah. so yeah, like, maybe it'll bring in the right people too. Exactly. You know, like exactly. So, and so I really, I, I felt like everyone has their own faith system and mm -hmm. it can be empowered by these ritual practices and an understanding of how to work with self-directed neuroplasticity and hypnosis through ritual through, um, you know, imaginal healing. And yeah, so the wishcraft is my way of like being very whimsical and fanciful, but yet providing a hopefully a profound experience for people, you know, and, and it's like a little system of, of self-hypnosis, ritual self-hypnosis that I, that's very close to my heart. And it's been fun. It keeps on giving too. It's like always taking me on this magic ride, like fun and unexpected adventures. So I'm following the path. I remember when I started seeing on Facebook and stuff like you were going, you know, to like Europe and I was like, dang, <laughs> I got to talk to her about career shit. Like, that's cool. You know, like, yeah, you were like doing stuff and maybe, were you at Edinburgh at one point? Like, I yes. can't remember. You were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, was like. I was in Glasgow. I was in Glasgow. Like, yeah. You were in, in Glasgow. Yeah. And you were doing stuff with like uh, all these different people and things that I was just like. It was really inspiring to me because I think as someone who feels similarly of like, I'm, I'm passionate about the things I'm passionate about, but I do get, get bored and it is hard to keep showing up for people when you feel like your own creativity or something, or when it just changes, it's just difficult to keep showing up and giving when I guess it's not giving back to you, I guess is the truth of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And as practitioners, it's like figuring out that way that it, it, you can get it to give back to you. And it's funny, I like announced in the pod that I was retiring from tarot and then didn't because I forgot I need to figure out income. And I giving myself permission to retire, like reinvigorated my passion for it, which is, it has been, I'm like, Whoa. Oh my God, you just, you know, it never <laughs> stops as a human, just getting surprised by these things. But, um, I remember seeing stuff like on social media uh, that you were doing these are like, Oh, I'm going to be going to Glasgow or whatever. And I was like, that's really cool. Like it was, it, it helped me push myself to think of what was possible, you know, oh, that if you can figure it, like if you can crack it in your way of mm -hmm. something I think is really cool that you've done with hypnosis is you obviously have such like respect for it and belief in it, but it's like you really married it with your, like you as to what is it you're here uniquely to bring the world. I feel like, you know, and I mm -hmm. assume you'll probably keep, evolving with that like maybe this will be your wishcraft era and then you're gonna like shock us with something else like um please let it be like a play on like something with demons you know you've done you've, you've done the witches sort of like now like you'll be like you know if you can find some word that maybe sounds like demonic or something you know like that would be a treat but anyway anyway but i do feel like you really figured out what your unique expression of like what can I, I, you know, I can take this, this skill, I can take this knowledge, I can take this love and passion for like, like you said, neuroplasticity and like 
be creative and figure out, you know, and put yourself in it. I believe you're Irish. Am I making that up? Like, yes, your yeah, my, yeah, my parents are from Ireland, and I and I spent a lot of time there as a kid, and like went to school there, and when I was in college, yeah. and yeah, it's and it's really steeped in the in my kind of spiritual background with the Irish mysticism and in Celtic uh, mythology and and you know and prayer really too. So it is kind of a spiritual practice for me. And I think it's cool when people take these, like, you know, we know that most, uh, if, if institutions, you know, stay like a monolith, like they're limited, you know? And I think it's cool. Like, and I, and I know a lot of people who come from Irish backgrounds or tend to be Catholic, a lot of them, and they're terrified of spirituality. Like mm-hmm. their early experiences with Catholicism, like really ruined spirituality with, with, for them, which is such a bummer. Yeah. And I like when people who maybe have a positive relationship or figured out other things in, in their cultures and things like that are putting it out in the world that you're like, you know, you can you can leave some of the the the, the fire and brimstone behind, <laughs> and you can embrace the wonderful practice right. of wishing. Fairies, you know, yeah. like bring the fairies. Like, yeah. you know, leave the priest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, that and and I think it's really powerful. Like it's really powerful, and it's empowering. Like to say to people, like, yeah, you can like. Take a little from column A. You can take column, <laughs> some from column B and just sort of see what, you know, and, and see what happens. I think it's very, very cool. And I, I very distinctly remember seeing Steph and being like, dang, like she's going to Europe. Like as if I couldn't just like book a ticket. But I was just so impressed. And because I think that if you do work in spirituality or if your work is anywhere near spirituality, I think you feel like you're constantly going to be sort of climbing uphill in a way, in some ways of either defending the validity of your work or countering people's misconceptions or countering fear or whatever, that it was cool for me to watch you and see like you like your career similar to like what I would want of like uh, getting to experiment, getting to like work with artists, you know, getting to do things. Um, well, not like in public, but like, I don't know. I think there's, it's sort of fun to be like, I'm going to be at this place doing this thing. Oh, and yeah. then, you, you know, it's like you prepare for it and then you walk away and you're done, you know, like yeah, it yeah. can be, can be kind of fun and stuff like that, that I was like, Oh, okay. Like Shauna's doing it. Like it's, it's possible, you know, <laughs> like more is possible. I, I, love I don't just have to like go read at boutiques uh, on the Upper East Side and like hope one day, like things will work <laughs> out. You know, I was like, I, it, it did. It, it empowered me to like be more creative and like with, you know, I've been blessed with, with corporate clients and like pitch them more kind of off the wall stuff. And like some of them, let me do it, you know, and, and things like that, which was cool, you know, and I think it's really important. I love that. And I'm, I'm so glad that, yeah, you felt inspired by it. And, and it really is a testament to the, to the work itself because, you know, in the height of it, like before the pandemic, I was like, you know, I want to, I think I want to do like, you know, wishcraft, like hypnosis, like on an island or like maybe not a cruise, you know, but like an island. And then next thing, you know, I'm like the official hypnotist of like this, you know, art music island in Croatia for like four months. You know, I was like, this is crazy. You know, like this is so wild. But but it was like, yes. Yeah. Think outside the box. Like, why not? And also, like, what are you doing this for? Like, do it for yourself. Have fun the world, you know, it's a play, you know, like, let's see what happens. So now that the world's opened up, I'm, I really like, 
excited to do more things like that, but I'm just kind of thinking about what, what I, you know, what's next, but, um, but yeah, that's, it's fun. I think it's, it's important to have fun with it for sure. Oh my God. You have to, like, what are we doing it for? It's <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, the money is like not as high up on the list, you know, it's gotta be cause it's fun and you enjoy it. And cause it balances it all out, you know, like you're, I, I agree. That's how I, I try to approach how I spend my time, you know, as we start to wrap up, is there anything you wanted to share that we didn't touch on or you feel like people really need to know in regards to hypnosis um, or wish crafting that we didn't get to today? Well, I loved our conversation and thank you so much for, for having me as a guest. It was so, so great to chat with you. You're so wonderful at this. I love it. Thank you. Likewise. I'm, I'm just, yeah, if you have any interest at all, like, you know, please reach out. I do one-on-one sessions. I do group experiences and art collaborations. And I have a little training school to certification school of hypnosis and, and the book, you know, that's how, that's a good resource as well. But um, yeah, I'm just really open to anybody who has any questions or, you know, uh, wants to learn more about it. I'd love to, I'd love to talk about it and share, you know, so. Oh my God. Everyone who wants to hire me for like bachelorettes or bridal showers or hire Shauna instead and do a <laughs> wishcraft ceremony. Oh, because, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I've married a few people too the last Ooh. couple of years and I just love that. It's a wishcraft ceremony. I have everyone wishing. It's beautiful. I love it. That <laughs> it's is so cool. I never so oh. Should I ever find someone I can trick into eternity? I sh- I'm penciling, <laughs> penciling that into my mind, oh. filing it away. Because um, oh that is very, that's very cool. The, the tarot readings with parties, like, I'm all, they're like, no bad news. I'm like, ooh, tarot doesn't, tarot doesn't play by those <laughs> rules, you know? They should have you come in and create a a cocoon of wishing instead for everybody. But for anyone who comes on the pod, I, d- I do my research and I didn't do a ton of research for you. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know Shauna, it'll be fine. You know? And I forgot that I had read your book so long ago and was like, Oh, I have to remember. Cause I more just was like, Ooh, I want to talk about hypnosis with her. And then I was like, Oh my God, her book. So everybody should read her book. Like I read it as someone with like a foundation in meditation. I had already had sessions with you, you know, I, 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 and, and I found it really helpful and it solidified my own practice. Like you had given me some meditations to listen to. And I just, I found it really helpful. And then I loaned it to a friend who was like in a weird spot in her life. And she was like, this is magic. And I was like, (laughs) it is. I'm so glad you think so. And she's somebody who's much more like, you know, science, it's got to be science, you know, and I was like, really pleased that, you know, like, she was receptive, you know, and really was like, I really like the way she listed out. It's made me look at my self-compassion and all this stuff. And I was like, (laughs) yes, that's the point. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. But it was funny because like we started before we started recording, we were talking about how weird time is. And yeah, I was like, oh, that's right. Like about the, about the book, but everybody should definitely, even if I didn't reread it for today's interview, you should, should read it. And I mean, definitely, 
if you can treat yourself to a session with Shauna, like I forget how many I did with you, four maybe. And I really was, I think it helped for me that I took, I would take our experiences. I would, you know, stay with them, but I also would talk to my therapist about them and everything. And I think that combination, Mm -hmm. it accelerated things I was already sort of cooking on. And I offer that to anybody like, I get to a point where I'm just like sick of myself and sick of my problems. And I felt like the combination of working with you and with my therapist, like got me out of that rut, like in like record time, like not that it matters, but I think it can be the timeline doesn't matter, but I know I talk about it because it can be quick for me to tip over into like defeat and like, Oh, this is never going to shift. I'm never. So if you feel that way about things in your life or you're feeling maybe a little hopeless, I think that Shauna's is like incredible for reigniting your hope and reengaging mm-hmm. you like with what it is that you desire and like helping you identify with what's maybe keeping you from it. That is within your control. That is within yourself that you can kind of work on, which I think you really illuminated the power of that to me. I think I maybe would have been like, well, whatever, like, well, it's okay to be hopeless. You know, like, I think I would have been defensive about it. And you helped me see a lot of like the power of hope, like the power of wishing, the power of giving over and the faith and the like, it doesn't matter if this is unrealistic or whatever, you know, it's like, put it out there. And that was really that was really powerful for me. And I still feel gratitude to you to, you know, for that work, but I'm not just going to turn this episode into a love letter to Shauna. <laughs> I will start to wrap it up. So Shauna, where can people find you? So you can find me at shaunacummins.com. Um, that's I N S not no G. And then Instagram at the wishcraft. That's a good spot. And hopefully Maha Rose when they open up again. I know the remix. <laughs> the Exciting. Yeah. That's like if you're in New York and you're curious about Shauna's work, yeah, keep an eye out on seeing if she's doing a wishcraft ceremony somewhere and um see if uh Maha Rose if, if she she teams back up, the band gets back together. Um <laughs> Because it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. So I hope everybody does it. Shauna, thank you so much for being with me here today. I super appreciate it. And I'm like, I'm going to go make some wishes. I do. I feel like, like oh my gosh, thank you so much. You were, you're so articulate and elegant and, and your description was so beautiful and right on. I was just, I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we'll cut off this love fest for now. And (laughs) I hope everybody, you know, takes a little peek at Shauna's work. And that's all for this week. And I'll talk to you. Well, I was going to say I'll see everybody next week. No, I won't. I will talk to you again next week. So bye. It's a real treat sometimes to just focus on the conversation and not on the book or whatever. I hope you learned a lot about hypnosis and maybe you feel a bit differently about it after this conversation. And I hope you will work with Shauna if you feel so inclined. She's a lovely practitioner and I was really pleased with my results. Yeah, and that's it. And of course, next week, back with another episode. So everybody have a good week. Bye.
That's all for today. If you're interested in submitting a topic, please go to anatonk.com and hit the contact button. Or you can email me at anatonk at gmail.com. If you're a fan of the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help. <laughs>